What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Police say the body of an Ohio man who went missing in Lake Michigan off of South Haven Wednesday has been found. 33-year-old Anthony Paul Deal disappeared in the lake while trying to rescue a 7-year-old Texas boy who drowned. The South Haven Police Department says divers from the Allegan County Sheriff's Department located Anthony Paul Deal this afternoon, about 50 yards from the South Pier. Deal's family has been notified of his body's discovery. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has approved a contract to construct sidewalks along the side of Napier Avenue in St. Joseph Township. Berrien County Road Department Engineer Supervisor Kevin Stack tells us that St. Joe Township spearheaded the project for non-motorized paths along the busy road. They have designed two six-foot-wide sidewalks to go down each side of Napier from Colfax all the way to Miami. Stack says that the township did a study on the matter several years ago, and then the county put Napier on a road diet in 2020, making sidewalks possible. He notes the road diet has made Napier safer. As a result of numerous accidents involving left turn, rear end, meaning someone sitting in that inside left lane trying to turn and someone rear ending them, not realizing their stop. Stack says Berrien County is a sponsor of the township project to put in pedestrian walkways, and it helped the township secure federal funds for the work. The project's total cost is $615,000, with 393000 of it being federal funds. Work could start late this year or early next year. There's a new director in place at the Berrien County Veterans Services Office. Former Director Lee Lull retired last month after 35 years of service to Berrien County. Now the County Board of Commissioners has appointed the office's Maureen Adams to the post. She's worked for the office since 2016 as an assistant veterans benefits counselor. As the department head, Adams will be responsible for providing administration, direction, and management to staff, helping veterans and their family members with obtaining benefits and emergency assistance and advocating for them at the local, state, and federal levels. Adams says, quote, the work we do can be life-changing for a veteran. It's an honor to have the opportunity to provide that level of service to our community. Adams will be paid just under $50,000 a year for the job. An Indiana-Michigan power property in Buchanan is being purchased by Berrien County. At today's meeting of the Berrien County Board of Commissioners, County Administrator Brian DeSette said the county is looking to buy the building at 500 Circle Drive in Buchanan to be used as a home for 911 operations and emergency operations. That's not all. We are maintaining space for AEP's emergency operations center. If there were something to happen at D.C. Cook, they work side by side with Captain Adams at our EOC. So AEP will maintain a footprint at the site. DeSet said the county is also looking at leasing a floor of the building to the city of Buchanan. The first step once the property is purchased will be to build a tower for 800 megahertz radio traffic at dispatch. The sale price is $200,000. The county board could, could consider the purchase soon. What started as a hobby of passion has turned into an official government position for one local resident. Michael Moran, whose interest in ships and ship photography led him to start the popular Facebook group St. Joseph and Benton Harbor Shipping News, has been named the Harbormaster by the city of St. Joseph. I started a Facebook page.
page so people could know when ships were coming in. And the city and a couple other people kind of liked how that was going and saw my interest and decided to offer me the position. I was pretty excited. I'm happy to help out. It's something I'm very passionate about. While the position with the city is unpaid and mostly administrative, Moran is happy to do it. He's gotten to know the crews on a lot of the incoming ships and tries to deliver donuts, mostly from Red Coach Donuts and Sawyer, to every ship that enters the harbor. Thornton's hometown cafe owner, Kathy Thornton, says there were numerous factors behind her decision to close the restaurant after 20 and a half years, but a shortage of staff was big among them. Thornton told us today it's just too difficult to find people these days, plus she would like to retire after working her entire adult life. Thornton thought she would bow out while on top. She announced the closure of the cafe this morning. Kathy and her late husband Bob grew up in St. Joseph and started Thornton's hometown cafe after they'd left for a few years to live in Chicago. She says that she stayed in Chicago to support the family for a while while Bob got the cafe on its feet. It took a few years before it was a success, and Kathy says the best thing about running the place has been meeting, quote, so many wonderful people. Since she announced Thornton's is closing, her phone's been ringing nonstop, and Kathy tells us, Quote, all the love is so much appreciated. She owns the building, which has been sale, for sale since last fall. Kathy says that she plans to stay in the area while also taking a few vacations away from home. Thornton's last day will be July 31st. Will the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade have an effect on the midterm elections this year? Congressman Fred Upton thinks it will, although he doesn't think it'll stop Republicans from taking control of the U.S. House. The House is expected to flip. Speaker Pelosi's margin is very small. Uh, when you look at the 435 races across the country, you look at retirements, you look at the way that some districts have been redrawn, you look at, frankly, the dismal numbers of President Biden, the lowest that it's ever been for any president at this point in his career. Upton said the chances of a Senate flip are slimmer, with fewer Senate seats being decided. He does think more voters will be motivated to hit the polls because of the Roe v. Wade decision, noting in Michigan there will be a ballot proposal to enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution. Still, Upton says it won't be enough to stop the House flip. The Summer Adopt-A-Highway Cleanup Program will start this Sunday, Saturday. The Michigan Department of Transportation's Dan Weingarten tells us thousands of volunteers head out to the sides of roads to pick up trash, all in the spirit of making their communities more beautiful. started back in the late 80s and was adopted in Michigan in 1990. Basically, it spread from state to state, and it was conceived as a, a way for volunteer groups, community organizations to get involved in beautification and making sure that roadways were clean. Weingarten says MDOT staff could never clean up litter at the volume that the 2,900 groups cleaning up more than 6,000 miles of highway are able to pick up. They collect around 60,000 bags of litter each year. Drivers are asked to be careful when they see the volunteers and vests with trash bags. If you are part of a group that would like to take part, go to michigan.gov slash highway. And a two-day celebration of cannabis culture is headed to southwest Michigan. Beachgrass Events announced this week it'll host the original Cannabis Crown Festival and Cannabis Competition August 26th and 27th at Hartford Motor Speedway. Organizer Jeff Remijas, who is a medical cannabis patient and caregiver, said the event naturally evolved as a way for him and his wife Jenny to get more involved in their community after legislative changes essentially eliminated the caregiver system. We've had friends try and enter the license market, and it's very difficult, very expensive. So the guys and gals who can make it, do it, and are successful deserve a spotlight. The event will feature cannabis consumption lounges, on-site sales, on sales by Green Stem Provisions, and two nights of music headlined by Joe Marcinek's Dead Funk Summit. 
that features members of the String Cheese Incident, Mo, Dumpstack, Hump, and more. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues. Inflation has now reached 1.3%, the highest in decades. Just last month, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by three quarters. So will they do it again when they meet later this month? More from ABC. And it's not even a question of if they're going to hike rates, but by how much. You know, before this week's inflation reports, we were looking at a three quarters of a percentage point jump in rates. Now, some economists are telling me they wouldn't be surprised if the Fed raised rates by one percentage point at that meeting in two weeks. That would be the first time we've seen something like that happen since the early 1980s when the government was trying to deal with runaway inflation. So I think the story for consumers is buckle up because higher interest rates are on the way for the rest of the year. Ivana Trump, the first wife of Donald Trump, has died in New York City, the former president announced on social media today. He says, quote, I am very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there were many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. And Trump posted on Truth Social. He wrote, quote, she was a wonderful, beautiful and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka and Eric. She was so proud of them as we are all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. Abortion rights dominated House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's weekly press briefing today. The Speaker saying she's certain the House will pass bills to protect abortion access as soon as this week, although those measures will almost certainly be defeated in the Senate. ABC's Justin Finch has more in, in Washington. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi pushing back when asked about calls for the Biden administration to declare a public health emergency in light of the Supreme Court striking down Roe v. Wade abortion protections. I have no question about this administration's support for a woman's right to choose and to take the necessary actions to ensure that. Uh, This is something that is core to who we are. It's about freedom. It's about health care. It's about respect for women. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The drug possession trial of WNBA star Brittany Griner has resumed with the head of the Russian club she plays for in the offseason and a teammate from that squad testifying in support of her character and what she has meant for women's basketball in the country. Griner, who pleaded guilty last week, did not testify as expected on the third day of the trial. She's been detained in Russia since February, and the U.S. government's under pressure at home to do more to secure her freedom. Her guilty plea could be an effort to expedite the court proceedings so any negotiations about a prisoner exchange could move forward. A federal grand jury in Buffalo has returned an indictment charging the alleged supermarket shooter with hate crimes. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. The 27-count indictment charged Peyton Gendron with 10 federal counts of hate crimes resulting in death, among other offenses, and alleged substantial planning and premeditation to commit an act of terrorism. Federal prosecutors said Gendron willfully caused the death of 10 black people because of their race and color. The securing of the indictment allows Attorney General Merrick Garland to begin to consider whether Gendron should face the death penalty if convicted. The Topps market is scheduled to reopen Friday after a moment of silence on this two-month anniversary of the attack. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. President Biden was given the red carpet treatment while in Israel today. President Isaac Herzog awarded Biden with the Israeli Presidential Medal of Honor, the highest honor that can be awarded by Herzog. 
President Biden thanked Herzog for the honor. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden Thursday calling it an incredible honor to receive the Israeli Presidential Medal of Honor. Receiving this award today is among the greatest honors of my career, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Israeli President Isaac Herzog thanking Mr. Biden for his commitment to Israel. I commend your administration's clear, still clear moral stance against all forms of anti-Semitism and delegitimization of Israel around the world. Thank you always for standing by us. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. And there's a new option for TSA pre-check applicants. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. A new gender option for TSA pre-check. The Transportation Security Administration announcing the pre-check application process has been updated to include an additional gender marker to serve non-binary and gender non-conforming Americans. The TSA says the option will ensure the system accurately reflects a traveler's gender. As of April, the TSA has allowed pre-check applicants to self-identify their gender, no matter their sex assigned at birth, as long as their name, known traveler number, and date of birth on their reservation matches TSA records. Derek Dennis, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.